0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs>
1: tell us what's the, vibe. Uh-huh. what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. You? In the you? please tell us what's the vibe. What's the vibe? DMs, DMs. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs.
0: We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash, and we are
1: gathered here today to talk to (laughs) Miss Alana Pratt. She is an intimacy expert, and she is with us for this amazing episode. I have been super excited to talk to you because I am probably the only single one
2: here. So we have a lot to chat about. Alana, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, both of you. And I'm uh, i am actually single as a Friday, so. Um, oh. If I cry, just—just notes—notes ahead here that this is all about girls being real together. So. Yes. Thank we you for having me. That. Thanks for sharing that with us too. Thank you. Part of being intimate is being transparent, right? Mm-hmm. And being vulnerable and brave and being honest and real with yourself rather than shoving down your feelings and pretending with the happy face that all is well, spiritual bypass. Um, so I'm really about what does it take to open our hearts to ourself, to feel our feelings, not push them away with another shot of tequila and get on Facebook, <laughs> um, but but really work them through so that we're stronger and we're better from our wobbles and not ashamed of being human. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: That's so real. That's so real that you said that because a lot of people are, they feel like they have to put up this front, you know, especially when they're going through a lot of, a lot of deep stuff. And I love that you're able to just show the audience and show us that there's no problem being transparent and being yourself. You feel emotions. We all feel emotions. So let Mm -hmm. them come as they do.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's an important time of year to have this conversation too, because suicide rates are the highest. You end the year and you're still single or you're pretending you're happy, but you're really not, or you didn't get that job or the money isn't there, or you got COVID or you got herpes or like, I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. the culture is not open. Our culture is not open to saying, I love you sad as much as I love you happy. I love you ashamed just as I love you empowered. I love you single as much as I love you engaged or married. You know, I love you if you put on an extra 15 during COVID, who didn't, right? Eating all of this stuff at home as much as I love you when you're ripped. We haven't learned to unconditionally love ourselves, love ourselves without condition. And I'm a cum laude graduate of Columbia University. I'm a six-time author. I've interviewed Whoopi Goldberg, Alanis said. I'm like accomplished Chico here. Chica. But I misunderstood that my accomplishments were my worth. My accomplishments are my accomplishments and I'm proud of them, but my worth, they were collapsed and I've uncollapsed them. I'm worthy because I exist. And my money comes and goes, my relationship, I just said, I just broke up on Friday. You know, things come and go, but that has nothing to do with my worth. But when I grew up, I'm 51 now, but when I was in my 20s and in my 30s, oh hell yeah, people pleaser PhD. Like I definitely needed your approval, your appreciation. If you were a guy, I needed you to date me. If you were a client, I needed you to hire me. All of this and I had to control you and do fakey fake just to be enough. Like I was, I was a mess, but the only one in common with my two divorces and my son who was not very thrilled with our custody battle was me. So I was willing to take ownership of that and do my work. And now I get to be that safe place for others to come home to their self as well.
0: Well, I love that you shared that particularly because you are so accomplished and so successful in your field, because I don't think that we often associate the same struggles that we're going through with people who are accomplished in the field of intimacy and relationships. We Mm -hmm. think like, oh, they are, you know, fully married. They have it all together. So I think it's nice to know that we're all going through it. And you said you're a six-time author. You have a new book out, Heartbreak to Heartmates, Discover Lockdown Love. And I think we just want to hear a little bit about how you became you and your journey to being where you are today and a little bit about this new book.
2: Thank you. Yeah. So I started off being a model in Japan and then, you know, a smart chick in New York And then uh, an intimacy expert relationship coach. I was Lisa Gibbons coach during Dancing with the Stars. Like I've had all this success. And yet behind the scenes there, I call it like the sliver. So a lot of us are very, very accomplished, but there's this one little sliver that we just don't want to look at. We don't want anyone to know about. And so, and we bypass it by being really busy, being a people pleaser or whatever it is. And my sliver was really brought to me with my second marriage. The only one in common, divorces, that would be me. I started to take ownership of that, but it wasn't until my son, after we had a 12-year custody battle, so about year six into it, he wanted, he said, mom, I want to kill myself. I can't handle you and daddy fighting, and when you tell that to a teacher, the police come and take your child away, and I said, okay, I got to do something about this, and I had tried as a coach, every therapy, every workshop, everything I could finally, until I really realized my ex didn't want to get along with me. And so the only thing I'd never tried was surrendering. So I let my son live with his dad. I let his dad win. And I just took the high road. And that was so difficult because the court believed the lies of the dad and would say I was, you know, you're an intimacy expert. You're probably a prostitute. Uh, You, you aren't a PhD. You're a coach. What's a coach? You know, you're probably a narcissist. And I'm just like, I have. Thousands of people that follow me have thousands of clients and make a huge difference. My whole life is about service and the farthest thing from a narcissist, but that humiliation made me discover my worth was based on one, keeping my son looking good in court, but it was so much deeper than that. It was getting daddy's love. It was getting, you know, anyone just to say you were good enough. It was all outside in. And that was my sliver that I didn't have to have anybody see any of that. And I could just keep accomplishing everything and just having an extra glass of wine at night. Right. And everything would be fine. So that was really me coming to my knees when my son left to live with his dad. I went out to this cabin in the middle of nowhere. And I told my staff, I'm going to have a controlled nervous breakdown. Just I just want to work two days a week. And I'm going to cry five days a week. Mm -hmm. And I wrote out a a letter to myself of all my fears. What if I die alone? What if no one ever loves me? What if my son never calls me again? What if I go bankrupt? What if everybody unfriends me because they think I'm a fraud? Like just everything I could think of. And then I put at the beginning of the sentence, even though I'm afraid, cha-cha-cha, I love and accept myself. Even though maybe I'll have to quit, go bankrupt, be a barista in Costa Rica, I love and accept myself. And I read that list on this deck of this A-frame overlooking nature for about a month or two, cried a lot until all of a sudden one day, I swear it was my, one of my first direct experiences with the true nature of who we are, a very spiritual experience. Like the, the gravity fell out. I couldn't tell where I ended and where everything began. It was like this oneness with God, the universe, the divine, where I just knew not like a thought, but like a, uh uh-huh, uh-uh, like in your gut, in your belly, in your knowing, in my heart, I knew I was enough that I would love myself even if everything went to shit. I would have my back. And I saw this little image of a little Alana in the inside who was like, really? Even if all this happens, will you love me? Because before that I was like, chop, chop, gotta look good, gotta do it right, gotta succeed, gotta, gotta, gotta. And so that's not love. That's that's manipulation, strategy. It's like, I'll love you if it's conditional. So I'm like, oh, no wonder all these men love me conditionally. I love me conditionally. So if I could love me unconditionally, then that would, science, will be holographically projected as my reality and I'll start to have men, clients, opportunities that love me unconditionally because I do. Because the truth is nobody's out there. We're all light. And so all that's happening in our life is a reflection of us for us to grow if we're willing to own it without self-judgment and do the work. So that's how I, that's how I got here.
1: The whole loving yourself unconditionally first, you know, before you can go out and attract all the things that you want is such a common theme in all of the discussions that we've been having. What are some steps to do that for someone who isn't fully there yet?
2: Yeah. Well, writing out this list is a great start and then add to the beginning, even though, because here's the deal with energy and science and changing beliefs, what you resist will, will persist and grow. So if you're like, no, 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 sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit. I'm happy. I really am. No, no, no. You're using energy to suppress how you feel and it's going to grow and then kick you in the face. So you've got to be able to be with the discomfort without resisting it. I call it allowance. Doesn't mean you like it. Doesn't mean you prefer it, but it means you're not going to waste your life force energy resisting something. You're going to lean in, sit in the fire, be with what is, and then choose another way. So even though, cha-cha-cha, whatever your issue is, even though I'm still single, even though I don't have the job, I want the money, I want the man, I want the whatever, I, and then here's the deal, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. If we can't have our own back, how could we ever have, expect anyone else to have our own back, right? Mm-hmm. So that way of looking at every situation, not good, bad, right, wrong, a clamor for pleasure, resist the pain, drama, drama, roller coaster. No, bring it. So it's a way of looking at life. It's a new point of view. It's a new way of relating to challenge, not as bad, but as what's the gift in this? Ah, it's so that I can choose speaking my truth, saying, putting down healthy boundaries, saying no, getting a accountability or a coach, being real and telling the truth at the dinner party rather than no, I'm fine. Like whatever it is, choose it, but not in resistance to what is. There's a little Alana who's ashamed. We're not gonna kick her out anymore. Even though you're ashamed, we're gonna choose this. Even though you're scared. I will never forsake you or leave you again. We're together. We're going to choose this. So it's a bringing home of all your wobbly parts, not resisting and hitting them with a two by four and shoving them in the closet and having another bath with a shot of tequila. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, it's a new way of being with all aspects of yourself. So that's the first place I would start is to realize if you're scampering a million miles a minute, trying to control things and look good, slow your ass down, start to feel, Start to tell the truth. Start to realize if you're judging all these aspects of yourself, knock it off. Have compassion, even though you're a wobbly hot mess. I love and accept you. And get to know these parts and stop resisting them. Eventually, they'll trust you, and you'll have the experience of self-trust. How can you know what you know if you don't even trust yourself? Yeah. Well, who's not the one that you trust? Is this little one? They have every right not to trust you because you're freaking bitch to them all the time, yeah. right? got to be nice. And then I like, "Oh, you really do love me. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm so sorry for when I abandoned you and criticized you. That wasn't fair. You feel like shit enough. You don't need me bashing you as well. Come here. And then there's a whole gaggle of them, whole motley crew. And it's just you. And then all of a sudden you're on a date where you're out with somebody and you want to look good, but this one, you don't resist this one anymore. You're not ashamed of this one anymore. So you say, Hey, this is the truth. The good, the bad, the ugly. So I don't hide that I had two divorces. I don't hide. I used to, I used to. I don't hide that my son went through those difficult times. I used to, I don't hide that my money has been like when I was in debt with the custody battle, I was in a quarter of a million dollars of debt. I lost my big house. I mean, I didn't even know like some weekends with my son, I'm like, no, we're walking to the park because there's not money for gas. Like it's been that bad to make a great living right now and do really well. So I don't have shame for her who had to consolidate her credit cards. Well, I love what you
0: brought up about divorce because I feel like so many people don't realize how the court system really doesn't support women um, going through divorce and just how difficult going through some of these divorces are, especially when you're married to somebody who's a high powered person and just like paying the legal battles and everything, like hiding that from your children and not showing that is such a struggle. So kudos to you for making it through Mm -hmm. because you know, I think that should be celebrated. I'm all for divorce parties.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thank you, love. And I wasn't perfect. Some days I said, your dad did what? Like I lost my shit sometimes, but in general, I took the high road. Yeah. And I'm literally at a place now with all of the quantum psychology, spiritual technology processes that I'm trained in. And I train my coaches in because just, I mean, therapy is great. It's just not enough. Right. Vision board is great. It's just not enough. A good cry is awesome. It's just not enough. Tapping, body, somatic work, awesome, not enough. When you add all those elements together, the image, the thought, the emotion, the body sensation, all the elements in your brain, your central nervous system and your energetic field with the the field, when you add all those elements and you integrate them, it's like alchemy. You don't have to get rid of the part of you that was painful. She literally becomes empowered. You don't have to get rid of the part of you that was ashamed or scared or terrified or whatever she was. It becomes allowance. Becomes empowerment, becomes confidence, becomes speaking your truth. Not like you have to try, you just are that way. It's just you're embodied as these new ways of being. And you have a sense of real, humble, healthy pride because you sat in the fire and you did the work. And no one and no thing can ever take it away from you. It's in your blood. Um, And frankly, when you can walk into a date, you can walk into the bedroom, you can walk into the boardroom with that sense of like, I know I'm enough. I'm not perfect, but I know I'm enough. It's really sexy. It's really attractive. It's really a vortex for good people, good circumstances. And it gives you this awareness because you're you're okay being rejected. You don't like it. You don't prefer it, but you're okay if you're rejected. So you're not, you see all the manipulations that you wouldn't see before because you were just so busy trying to get it right and look good.
1: Mine and Lauren's acting teacher actually used to tell us to, before an important audition, he would chant, he would forget, he would not think about the audition at all or the role or the lines. He would chant, I'm enough going into the audition all the way until he starts his performance.
2: Mm-hmm. Stunning. Yeah. You just got to be home. Yeah. An in- intimate relationship with yourself ultimately means I'm enough, I'm home, I matter and I belong. Come hell or high water, uh, slap your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you were talking about about loving inner child is that inner parts therapy? What you were talking about having like everybody there? Or not really.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's a portion of that, but it goes well beyond that mm-hmm. because the idea of bringing your inner parts home this is all awesome and supportive. But the piece that has been like taking non linear jumps, quantum leaps for my clients, and this is what happened for myself was when I did that work on that balcony of that house in the middle of nowhere when I was having my meltdown. It was, I'm willing to, I, I imagine this like inside my heart, this dark room. And I went inside and there was little Alana. I, I uh, closed the door and I threw away the key. And I said, even if you never change and you're scared forever, I love you for eternity. That's different than I'm here so that we can be integrated. So we can be confident. So we can look good and get the guy. It's different. It's I'm willing to love you forever. Even if you never change, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's an energetic shift that occurs. It's all resistance gone. It's total allowance. It's a, it's a quantum leap. It's a new life track. It's, it's a different reality to love yourself that much. And that part of you, that's always been out in front, sabotaging you. It's home now in your heart. So you become one whole integrated aligned. It's different. It's not improved. It's um yeah, it's home.
0: I think you can feel when somebody is very grounded versus, you know, not in a place where they're really, truly loving themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can. I was even in a workshop once. Um, it was like men and women. And it was a bunch of us on stage and we were asked to close our eyes and the women were asked to close their eyes and the men were asked, so so who do you want to fuck? And then they, they they made a choice. And then who do you want to spend the rest of your life with on a desert island? Because they'll inspire your purpose and bring out the best in you. And they made a, they made a, uh, a choice. And then we were all allowed to open our eyes. And only one person was voted in both categories. And -hmm. apparently it had never happened before. And I was like, okay, this is odd. This was many, many years ago, like 20 years ago. And so we were curious, like why? And I was older than the other, and I wasn't dressed like sexy. And and all the, the women were curious. I was curious, like, why did you want to have sex with me? And they were like, you're having pleasure in your body for you. You're not having pleasure to get me, manipulation, compete with her. You're just at peace in your body, at home in your skin. And that's sexy. And I'm like, huh, curious. Never knew that. Interesting. So that was that vote. Um, And then over on the other category, then why why was she voted over there too? Because the other women were more, I don't know, not matronly, but like homemaker looking. And I was still single and whatever. Like, why would you vote for me? And the men said this very curious thing. I know that if I lost my job, she wouldn't cut my balls off. And I'm like, I'm just standing here. I've said nothing. How do you know that? I can feel. men are very intuitive. I can feel that in the face of anything, you keep your heart open. Now, how did I learn that? Keeping my heart open to little Alana. Hmm. You're ashamed, I love you. You're mad, I love you. You're scared, I love you. you're love, I love you. That's a capacity, an energetic capacity that men could read without me saying shit. And that means, if I lose my job, she'll, she'll, she inspires, like, I want to die for my queen. I don't, I'm not perfect. And I can't be perfect. And I can't control life. So why would I choose a woman that if I lose my job, she's going to close her heart, Mm -hmm. judge him, or get scared or whatever she's going to do. Men sense safety in us. And safety means not that we're perfect, but that we're willing to say, I believe I'm scared that you lost your job. And I love you and get your ass out there and get a get a job with someone that values you and then come home and make love to me and screw my brains out, go, and laugh and mess. Like we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. But where our hearts are open, it's not anger, it's fierce love. It's a difference. Anger is when you close your heart. Fierce love is when you keep it open and you're still intense. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you're an intense woman. We're all intense. We're all emotional and weather. There's nothing wrong with our emotions. It's just how do we use them? If you close your heart, you're gonna use your anger against another and emasculate them. Or against yourself and criticize yourself and get depressed but if you can keep your heart open you can be with little you and have a good cry or a good scream or you can keep your heart open to another and say i love you and i'm scared right and you can get through things yeah
0: that's really powerful We had talked earlier about how you were saying that right now is common for suicides. I don't want to get this incorrectly, but it's interesting to me that that coincides with cuffing season, because that was one of the topics that we wanted to talk about with you. Is there, do
2: you see a correlation there? hundred percent, hundred percent. So statistically, there are higher levels of suicide during the holidays, because I believe people are facing their worth and their accomplishments, you know, collapsed. I haven't accomplished the woman, the job, the money, the body, whatever it is. So I'm not enough. No, 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 no. You're always enough. This is just whatever. But we don't, we're not taught this. And so you're going to face the end of the year, your family, and be a failure again. And some people just can't be with it. So that's about the suicide. The cuffing is I don't want to go through the holidays alone. So I'm just going to hook up with somebody, have this sort of shallow relationship, break up with them before Valentine's Day. Heaven forbid, I've got to still be in their life then. And I just, because why? I don't want to feel the pain of being alone, right? It's the same thing. Now, cuffing is sure better than suicide. So those are the two choices. Let's cuff, cuff, cuff. However, let's really have a look at the motivation of why we're doing it. And I remember I met Florence Henderson, um, like Brady Bunch. You guys are so young. You probably don't know that show. (laughs) But anyways, anyways, she was my hero growing up. And I met her at this event. And I said, oh, Florence, what is your greatest wisdom for women? Learn to love living alone, she said (laughs) to me. Wow. wow, wow. And she was right. Can I be with little Alana alone and be home? So that means I choose if I want a relationship. I don't need one to soothe my fear and be enough because I can't handle being on my own. That's an empowered woman who chooses. A disempowered woman needs, wants, manipulates, whatever, or man, same, same, right? So cuffing, in my opinion, is a bit of a cop-out mm. to try to use another to assuage your own fears. I mean, I love sex and I love relationships. So it's not about that. It's not about that. It's why you're doing it. I would much rather you date yourself. I would much rather you get cozy and intimate with your little Alana. I would much rather you buy 10 vibrators and a filet mignon (laughs) and a bottle of champagne and party down with yourself until you can really be at peace with yourself and, and be home enough to choose a relationship any month of the year because it's a contribution to you. It's not, I need you to complete me.
0: And how do you think people battle with that insecurity of the pressures of cuffing season and, you know, looking at social media and seeing people posting pictures with their significant others?
2: Yeah, well, that's why I have, thankfully, a thriving business. Mm. I have like a group coaching program. I have like private coaching. I have retreats. Like, it's hard to do on your own. Think about it. If you are an energetic being, a ball of energy, And you put yourself into social media where everybody is empty, posting, look how perfect I am, or this recipe, you're putting yourself in a soup and you're going to dilute your power and you're not going to be able to survive it. And you're going to become the vibration of the soup, which is, oh my God, I guess I need somebody in order to be good enough. Mm -hmm. But if you put yourself in another soup of conscious people who are all being brave together, who are all learning to love themselves, who dance and swear and cry and grow and learn (laughs) and go on vacations. And we do all the great things we do you're in a soup of empowerment, you're in a soup of people who are brave and are willing to do the personal growth work and learn and have epic relationships and and learn to communicate in a healthy way and share vulnerably and be intimate, you're going to succeed. You're probably going to meet somebody. (laughs) Actually, some people fall in love in in my programs because you're going to meet like-minded people. It's really not about finding this perfect person. There's no perfect person out there because we're not perfect. It's about finding someone aligned with your values who's willing to do the work and continually evolve?
1: Yeah, yeah I. so most of my friends, um, most of my girlfriends are all in relationships and that's kind of been hard for me. I'm obviously really happy for them, sending them all the love and all, you know, all the success in their relationships. But seeing that has obviously been like hard and easy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I don't have a boyfriend. Um, but then it's been hard, especially, and I don't know why it's the season. Like, I don't know why it's the end of the year where you just start, Freaking out about finding someone before the end of the year. Do you have an explanation for why that's like the psychology of single people?
2: Well, in general, in life, we just get busy and we kind of go on autopilot and we just Mm -hmm. do, do, do. We don't spend a lot of time being, right? The holidays and the Hallmark movies and the songs and (sighs) everything is slowing you down to feel. Most of us don't feel all year long, but we start to feel during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So in my world, intimacy expert, every single week on our group calls, we feel. So the holidays doesn't have power over us because we feel every single friggin' day or week of our life. It doesn't have power over us. Circumstances and other people don't have power over us anymore because we're in charge because we're home on the inside. But in general, if that's not a practice on a regular basis of feeling, wow, it's March. I, this is how I feel in March. Wow, it's July. This is how I feel in July. You get around to December and it's like no big thing. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you haven't slowed down and made your emotional health a priority, if you haven't made your soul's truth a priority, if you haven't made your intimate relationship with the divine a priority, and you're just busy, 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 and all of a sudden, all the songs happen, you're, you're a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And then you're wobbly, you're off-centered, you're not aligned, and the smallest little things can trip you up or trigger you, or then all of a sudden you're cuffed.
1: How do you know the difference if this is just a cuff or if it's an actual like partner that just happened to come into your life at that time?
2: The sense of relief. Hmm. When you're like, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) then it has not come from a healthy place. You need it to be the one, find the one. So I'm finally enough. There's a sense of uh, relief. But if you're just like, I'm a happy chick. Everything's cool. I mean, I have my days, but like, I'm, I'm fine. And then I meet somebody and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. It happens to be July. It happens to be December. It doesn't even matter. I don't have this sense of getting off my roller coaster because you finally complete me, right? Then it's probably healthy.
1: That is so real that you said that because that is me when I am <laughs> with someone. And it's like, <laughs> and then with them, it's like, ah, oh, relief. Really? But then like, why are they the ones that are affecting my inner happiness? Like that should just come from me, right? Like I shouldn't be affected by other people to give me happiness. So that is so real that you said that. And now I know, now it's I know. It's sliver, that's your sliver. <laughs> that's right? my we sliver, We all have our yeah. sliver
2: and that is the you. 99.9% of us are awesome, we're successful, we do the work, it. and that's awesome. I don't need to help people with that because they're already successful there. It's <laughs> the sliver, it's the sliver yeah. I help people with. It's like, oh, the part of you that ha, ha ha and needs the relief, she's the one we need to not judge, not fix. She's scared enough, we need to bring her home. And say, hey, babe, you have every right to feel that way. All your friends are in a relationship. Stupid songs on the holiday make you cry all the time. You know, I probably haven't spent enough time honoring you, loving you, listening to you, taking care of you, dating you, honoring you, respecting you, cherishing you, treasuring you. I've been waiting for him to do it.
0: So tell us a little bit about dating yourself. Because, you know, you've said it a few times, and I'm not sure that our listeners, like, totally know what it means to really date yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a great question. What would you like your date to do for you or take you? What do you want to do? So anything you're asking for a date to provide for you, provide for yourself. So let's start with sex. So instead of going out and just hooking up to get sex, I want you to have a night of pleasure on a regular basis for yourself. I want to get your, your vibrator out. I want there to be the hot bath, the, the oils, the fantasizing about how this partner would go down on you how he would see you and honor you or her, whatever your specific genders or sexual orientations, love is love. It's all perfect. So you would just have regular sacred sex with yourself. You're not going to wait for anyone on the outside to give yourself pleasure. So I remember as a, a single mom, my son would always find the, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's mommy's toy. It's mommy's toy. So, <laughs> so like, I'm not, I didn't even teach him to have shame around his sexuality. So just be, be open heal your taboos and really love to have pleasure and not just sexual pleasure, all the pleasures, the pleasures of food, the pleasures of taking yourself for a walk, the pleasures of going to a beautiful restaurant and a glass of champagne and a beautiful view, the pleasures of a coffee shop with your book, just all the things that bring you pleasure that you'd like to do on a date, do for yourself, all, all the different ways. Maybe you just want to hear that you're good enough. Well, get out your damn journal. And start to have one side of the page is me and the other side is is little me or single me and start to acknowledge yourself. If you're so desperate to be seen on the outside, then you're going to give away your power, say yes when you ought to say no, not see the red flags, anything, because you just need that appreciation from the outside in. I need to be needed. No, need yourself, love yourself, honor yourself, have a practice as dorky as this might sound in the mirror. I like you. I'm not sure I love you yet, but I like you. I'm not sure I really enjoy your ass yet, but you have nice shoulders. Like you just start to talk to yourself a little nicer all the time, all the way up to some of my clients, I'll give them the uh, assignment of masturbating, keeping eye contact in the mirror. Love yourself all the way to climax. Can you do it? Then you wonder if you can't look him in the eye or her in the eye in the bedroom. So it's, it's, it's all the gamut of, I will give myself everything I am seeking from the outside. Then you're full you're good you're home and then everything else is extra and you're not needy in the slightest which is very attractive and alluring because people like spaciousness they don't like you need to you have to when when's the last time you did and where have you been late nobody likes that right Mm -hmm. but someone who's already confident and full someone feels all this spaciousness and invitation to give to and you can truly receive it right We want to be able to receive a compliment but we don't even give one to ourselves. hello right so that's some ideas of what dating yourself looks like. Everything that you would desire from a partner, give to yourself.
0: I feel like this is a perfect time to get into our letter because I feel like the letter writer today could really use a lot of what we are just talking about. So I'll go ahead and give it a read. Dear damsels, my whole life I've dreamed of getting married. I feel as though I've done everything right to move on to this next phase in my life, but I somehow can't find anyone who will date me. I feel like I have everything going for me. But no one who I like sticks around long enough to make it to a relationship. With cuffing season approaching, I feel like now could be my time to capitalize on finding a partner. What do you recommend? How do I find my forever person? Thanks. Mm. Sick of being single.
2: Mm. I so get it.
0: I think what struck me the most was when they say, "I feel like I've done everything right to move on to this next phase of my life," because. I think that it's so toxic to think of our life as a right and wrong, you know, like there's wrong periods of our life, but they're not wrong. Like they might be difficult, but they're all a challenge in getting us on our path and helping us through this journey that we call life. And, you know, you can plan out your life all you want to, but it's not going to look like how you, and and it should honestly, because if you had everything according to plan, then you wouldn't be set up for the time when a challenge did come to you. And how boring if you've never had to go through a challenge. I mean, like through right. the challenges I've been through, I know I'm much more empathetic and yep. a better person because yep. I been through them. So yeah, I just, my initial reaction was that, please don't think of your life as right or wrong, or, you know, that you've accomplished everything because your life and especially the relationship that you're going to find, when you find a partner, I don't think that it's like a... Uh, I won this. It shouldn't be an achievement. It should just, Everything, yeah. Yeah. Something that makes your life better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I'm in agreement. Ash, how about you?
0: I think the whole
1: capitalizing that word would just really hit me because, right? This is your life. You know, this is not a business that you're trying to like, a business venture or something. Like, this is you're trying to find your business. In. Yeah. Right. Like, ah! <laughs> and also, forever person, like, let's normalize not needing to find that forever person, just finding a person who fits well with you. But going back to the capitalizing, like this is this is not there's no time to capitalize on another human being.
2: Yeah, Um, but a commodity. Right. Because once you give
1: out that desperate energy, that's that's why people are not sticking long enough. Because you're you're I don't want to say desperate energy, but it's like, you know, I, I need I need to hold on to you. And you're not you're not wanting to hold on to me. For as long as i want to hold on to you like it's just you you feel that energy as you said you really do feel that energy and men are intuitive
2: okay well i'm done you guys are good i'll hire you (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i concur i concur she's not in her body Mm. at all she's in her head she's 100 in her head in the head is good bad right wrong get take capitalize commodity return on investment, all of this kind of stuff. As you just accurately said, I've done everything to be right. It's not about right or wrong. It's about evolution and we never get there. I feel like I've got everything going for me. Again, outside in versus inside out, right? That would be everything going for me. So that's her valuing of herself from the chin up, all the accomplishments, which we spoke of. I was like that too. So I'm not judging her, but I'm reflecting. This is why she's alone because she's alone from herself. She's not home in herself. So nobody wanting to date her is her not wanting to date her, feel her, be with her, come home to her. It's all outside in, not inside out. Totally uh, miswired, as was I, but it can change. And no one will stick around long enough to make it a a relationship because she doesn't stick around long enough to stay in her heart, to Mm -hmm. be with the parts of her that she feels insecure about or uncertain about that she's judging as right or wrong very clearly. And I'm not getting a return on investment, stupid, sad part of me. So shut up, right? Like, so... And the outside is a complete reflection of her inside and capitalizing, no, who, what man, please capitalize on me. Would you use me? That would be great. Please. Are you a gold digger? Let's date. You know, no. Um, so yeah, and forever, uh, best friend died when I was 16. It was a really tough lesson, but it was a really wonderful wake up call that there's no guarantees. There is no forever. There's this moment. And how can we intimately dive into this moment, into our hearts to be present with ourself and be present with another? Ultimately, I think all of us really just want to be seen, be understood, and be heard and be gotten. But if you can't do that for yourself, you are incapable, you don't have it to give another, because you aren't being it yourself. So again, my advice for cuffing season is to fall madly in love with yourself she can hire me if she'd like
0: just said about like truly being seen because there's no feeling like when somebody really sees you i've had i've been with my boyfriend for almost seven years this year we have had some moments in our relationship where like he's just really understood like how i was feeling on something and like the feeling when somebody just like understands what you're going through it's just like it's the best feeling like yeah. to really feel seen and i completely agree with you this person isn't seeing themselves because for other people to see you you have to see yourself
2: yeah yeah there's a feeling that someone gets when they date you there's could be equally attractive equally attractive equally beautiful equally successful equally wealthy They're going to go home and feel the one that they felt the best with. It's a feeling. Ultimately, we do things based on feeling. Yes, we need to cognitively analyze if I want to buy this car or that car, but ultimately it's the feeling inside the car, right? Mm -hmm. It's the feeling with the person. And so I don't sense she's in her body at all. She's probably been hurt like all of us have. Mm
1: -hmm. She's probably
2: been, been used or taken advantage of like most of us have. And she hasn't learned to come home to herself. So no man or woman, whoever she's looking for, will come home to her. And so, this is exactly what we've been talking about the whole interview. It's time for her to choose. I invite. I'm ready to have an intimate relationship with myself. Sometimes my clients wait till they're 40, 50, 60. You can, but you can also take charge of your life and go, okay, I'm not going to do two divorces like Alana did. I'm not going to do the 12 year custody battle like Alana did. Yeah. No matter what you've been through, we can integrate it. We can learn. We can grow and we can create healthy lives. And if you have a choice, Please be brave and humble and ask for help. And it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If we were all meant to do it ourselves, we'd each have our own planet. We'd be alone, (laughs) but we're together because we're here to help each other.
1: There are two things that I want to know more about. One is your retreats that you take your
2: clients on. Mm. And two is about your book. Mm, Thank you. So I have six of them. And the latest book I wrote in response... (laughs) (laughs) in response to COVID, which I think is a great gift. Yes, it's challenging for sure, but the other half of it is it's been great because it's made us sit with our feelings, slow down, really get clear about what really matters. And hopefully, remember how I said why the holidays are so important or so difficult? Because people don't feel till the end of the year. But what if you were feeling the whole year along? So that's the gift of lockdown and the book will help you come home to yourself. It's got like six steps to come home to yourself. It's on my site, alanapratt.com, or on Amazon. The retreats, oh, I didn't get to do retreats for COVID. So we yeah. just did one like a couple months ago in Mexico. It was epic. It's epic because all we do all day long is be real. And we do different communication exercises. We do different movement exercises. We do fun, crazy shit. We dress up in costumes. We cry our faces off. We talk about sex. We we talk about it. So it's just wonderful. Men, women, singles, or people in in relationship who want to improve their relationship. It's important for the singles to go, oh my God, so they're in a relationship and it's not perfect. You find the one and then everything's like Disneyland. No, you still got to do the work when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for the people in relationship who are like, I got to trade my partner in for somebody new. And then they see how hard it is on the singles. Wow. Actually, I'm actually going to put the work in into this relationship. So it's beautiful that there's both singles and couples and straight or gay. I Love is love. Um, And we go to beautiful places so that we feel worthiness. Ultimately, if you don't feel enough, you're never going to attract somebody that values you because you don't. And so they're in beautiful places. And I always get like presidential suites. I don't like conference rooms. So it's this big living room feel and private pools and lovely food. And I take exceptional care and safety so that we can open up and go farther faster because of the environment and because of the intimacy. They're normally not any bigger than like around 20, 25 people. And we have an amazing, amazing time. And I do, I do some secret stuff too, some cool spiritual journey stuff um, to get them into their body, as we were saying with the letter and out of their heads, they don't need another book. They don't need a, I mean, this podcast is hopefully a wonderful intro to the deeper work that we're all willing to do, but for true transformation, it's an experience. I'm different than most therapists or what have you. All my programs are a year long and people are like, oh my God, that's a huge commitment. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give you a fish. I want to teach you to fish. Okay. So it's going to take a year. You've been doing what you've been doing for decades. So give me a year of your freaking life. And so we do private sessions. We do group sessions. We go on retreats. Some people I also have like VIP days with one-on-one in person as well. So there's all these different options of how to work with me, but you've been meeting people on zoom. And then all of a sudden you're in person. You're like, Oh my God, you're taller than I thought. You're shorter than I thought. Come here. And then, oh, the family and the tribe and the sense of having each other's back. It's just, it's a bond. And most of us on the personal growth path, not everybody in our family is doing the work and we sort of sound weird or woo woo or no. just so that you're you're normal and everybody's like you you sort of start the whole retreat right up here and then we just go for the moon
1: i want in i want i want in <laughs> like i can feel your it's weird because i can feel your energy through zoom not yeah. you don't even have to be here in person i can already feel that energy and i want what you're having <laughs> and it's crazy that you know energy really Makes a difference because me oh. and one of my best friends, we had a hu- amazing trip to Greece and we came back and we we're so giddy from Greece, like just like laughing our butts off, having the best time. When we were back in um back in LA, we we're at a bar and all these people would come up to us. They'd be like. I like, I just, we just have to know, like, what are you guys like laughing about? Like, I want to know what you're laughing about. I'm like, we're just like so happy to, you know, be talking about experiences or just like being around, like being together again. Like, it was just like this energy that you give off that people are like, wait, I want, I want that.
2: Oh, yeah. It's funny when people share how they met me. Oh, I was at this event and I met her and I had to work with her. Oh, I went to this retreat or I was at this restaurant. Like, it's, it, energy is real. And we want to choose to entrain to energies that lift us. Because as I was saying about the soup before, we get to choose what soup we live in. And I have my coaches who lift me and so that I can lift my clients and they can lift the people in their life. And we're all one big vortex, like a DNA spiral going up. We can choose not to hang out with the people that make us feel not good enough or question us or don't listen to us or don't understand us. We don't need to, as I used to when I was younger. No, really, I am good enough. Don't believe in me. Please approve of me. Tell me I'm worthy. Like I was living there, seeking cheese down a tunnel that there was no cheese down that tunnel. Mm. Over here, we all lift each other and we build, so we are literally more together. We could do something on our own, but you do it with a bunch of people at this vibration. It's like quantum leaps, non-linear jumps, magic, cool shit. So welcome. You can call me. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure out yeah, the details yeah. later, but yeah, <laughs> what a blessing you are. Cause I'm like a mother bear. Like I don't let, I have a, a sales, um intimacy success advisor and I'm like don't let anybody in that's going to be a downer to our community hold like a mother bear this soup of energy because mm-hmm. we we put in time energy and resources so I only want people that are going to be a contribution to the group so you would be a contribution you mm-hmm. you are you do um you do the work and you're real and that's really what we need when yeah you, nobody's perfect but we're willing to be brave humble and like burn the bridge and roll our sleeves up slap our ass and have a good time together.
1: I'm going to walk away from this podcast being so giddy for the rest of the night. My family's going <laughs> to be like, what, what, what did you guys talk about?
2: Good. <laughs> I'm the door
1: like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, it takes good
0: energy to know good energy. So thank you so much for sharing this energy with us. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody listening is going to walk away with just great vibes.
2: Mm, I appreciate your kindness. Thank you. And I want to also respect you both. Because I, the, the power in a relationship is really the listener, not the speaker. So the more spacious you can be and the more non-judgmental and the more present you can be, more will come out of the person that's sharing. So I wanna thank you for being such extraordinary listeners, because more will literally come in as and through me based on the interviewer. If somebody's not really listening and checking their notes and picking their notes or doing whatever, I'm like, I don't have much to share. So but if you're really there and you're engaged, like more will come through. So thank you as well. Well, I know you said your website
0: earlier, but do you mind just saying it one more time so that everybody has it?
2: Absolutely. It's my name, Alana Pratt. So dot com. It's where all my books are. There's also an intimacy blind spot quiz. So you can figure out what's been going on. So you can take your power back. There's also a way to do an intimacy blind spot breakthrough call with my intimacy success advisor, and she will support you in seeing what this blind spot is. Um, There's a contact form there where you can ask more about working with me or coming to the retreats. There's lots of resources, all the different podcasts that I have been on, but also I have my own podcast, Intimate Conversations. And then lastly, YouTube. I do two videos a week, uh, plus a podcast for my community. And there's thousands of videos there. So just go on YouTube and put your question in, plus Alana Pratt, and you'll find, I'm sure, a video that I can... I can support you. And you're you're right, Osh. There's energy that comes through these videos. When I shoot videos, I don't look at a camera, I literally look into someone's soul. I feel them. And when people say, I don't know what it was, they're from like Denmark or something, I cried. It was three minutes, and you were talking to me because I was. Because we are all quantum entangled. And I choose to open my heart and love whoever's meant to work with me. So um yeah, please enjoy. Have a, have a binge night on YouTube and let me love the shit out of you. So, <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Oh, likewise, likewise. Happy holidays to both of you. What a pleasure. You're amazing. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time, it's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
2: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.